0: Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Down. So happy to be here with you today. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends at International Justice Mission. Y'all have heard us talk about IJM. It's a global nonprofit working to end slavery and violence around the world. In short, IJM goes to some of the deepest, cruelest pain in our world, whether it's in Latin America where children and women are surviving all kinds of violence and abuse or Southern Asia, where IJM works with law enforcement to rescue individuals and families out of slavery and trafficking. But they go there, and they bring the full force of the law with them and provide justice and healing. And after two decades, there's more than 50,000 individuals who have been set free thanks to people like you who sent IJM to rescue them. But there are thousands more, y'all, children, men, women, who are still waiting for rescue. And you can make a difference in their lives by becoming a freedom partner. Freedom partners give monthly so that IJM can show up month after month to rescue people from slavery and walk with survivors as they heal. Just visit IJM.org slash change lives to be a part of this movement for good. Your consistent support will impact the lives of individuals all over the world. Again, that's IJM.org slash change lives. Friends, we have arrived in our final week of our special series called Anya Summer 2020. The Enneagram is a tool we love around here to help us get to know ourselves better and love our people better. We've already experienced that so much in y'all's comments and your thoughts and your words about the first uh, seven shows, plus Sarah Jane Case at the beginning, the eights, nines, all the way up to the fives. It's meant so much that y'all have shared how much these shows have mattered to you. But again, just a reminder, the Enneagram is just a tool and it's one of many that can help with personal growth, but one that we find really interesting and helpful here at That Sounds Fun. And today on the show are our Enneagram Sixes. The music in the background is from our good friend Ryan O'Neill, better known as Sleeping at Last, and he's created a song for each Enneagram type. So what you're hearing now is the Enneagram Six song. And just a reminder, he also has a podcast about how he created each song as well that is absolutely fascinating. Make sure you head to Spotify or Apple Music and you can listen to the whole song for the sixes. It's really beautiful. This year, our Enneagram Sixes are Curtis and Laura. Oh, y'all, this one was so fun to listen to the similarities and differences that these two friends shared. Curtis and I have known each other for a while through church, but Laura and I really know each other as we used to be roommates for a long time. And I just absolutely adored hearing them talk about their thinking process and what motivates them behind their decisions and actions. Remember, we do have an Enneagram 6 episode from NES Summer 2019 with my friends Kate and Josh, if you want to go back and hear that as well. But before we meet and get to know Curtis and Laura, we get to hear again from our friend Seth Abram, Enneagram expert and host of the Fathoms podcast. He's going to give us a quick overview of what we should know about the Sixes. All right, friends, we are back with Seth. Seth, let's talk about Sixes. Let's do it. I'm ready. Tell me, give us kind of a flyover. Give us some thoughts on being a six.
1: Cool. So um, any type six is the point on the Enneagram that represents the thinking mind's capacity for courage. Okay. Courage. I want to yes. say it like that. And yeah. And guidance. Well done. Know? And, uh, you know, loyalty, but but especially faith. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into that. So, you know, people who lead with type six, they've really got this capacity to model what real bravery looks like. Huh. You know, they can hold on to fear and understand it for what it is and still move forward with courage in the face of fear—that's yes. what courage is, right? And it's not a denying fear; it's moving forward anyway, yeah. even though it's still there. So, sixes really show us this capacity also for inner guidance. It's this trusting them sp- themselves, but especially trusting in something bigger than them. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. really have the ability to show us this, you know. So this is faith yeah. at its finest, right? Yeah. Um, and they show us how to move forward without knowing all the answers. But this, but the issue for six comes when um, you know they start to feel like they're losing contact with this innate gift of courage and uh, inner guidance, and so they've got to manufacture this, and and it looks like pursuing certainty and security, and they've got to question everything, you know, because I don't know if this is this, I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe I don't know, mm-hmm. um, so they start to believe this conditioned story that says they know the world's dangerous and threatening and unpredictable. And I earn safety by scanning for danger and my anxiety is managed by anticipating worst case scenarios, you know, all these things, but, but, uh, yeah, it can be difficult to trust other people. And a lot of times it question authority depending on the version of the six you are, but yeah, they especially doubt themselves. Um, but courage begins to distort into becoming overly dependent on other people Mm -hmm. to be okay Mm -hmm. and to know what they want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, then, so sixes are motivated by this need to feel secure, and they work hard not to let their guard down or be passive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So tell me why we need sixes in our lives. Yeah. You know,
1: uh, if you have any sixes in your life, I think it's pretty, pretty easy to see their loyalty and their commitment to you. And it's just, what's the word? This like unflappable? Is yeah. that a word? Yeah. That's a great word. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's just they're unreal in their commitment to you. Yeah. I also think humor. And, huh. and they're witty yeah. because it's a way of, like, managing fear, you know? Yeah, it's a way to diffuse fear, really. Yeah, for sure. But a lot of times they're, they're witty and, and super humorous. A lot of comedians, I think, are, are sixes. Okay. Again, just courageous, you know? They really are, and I think they show us how to trust in something more deeply than what, what we're worried about in the future, yeah. you know? Yeah, it really healthy sixes can show us the difference between anxiety and fear.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, what do they offer the world?
1: I think the value of depending on other people and trusting mm. other people. Yeah. I think that's really important. You know, we can feel so this need culturally to be independent, and Sixes show us it's okay to be vulnerable and ask yeah. for help and yeah. and ask. Do you know? You know. Yeah. You know, healthy Sixes are trailblazers. Mm. Uh, they actually show us new and insightful ways to to do things and be in the world. You know, um, they they can. Yeah. I don't know. They're just, they're really, they're really tra- tra- trailblazers. So they'll uh,
0: just go first because they've already assessed all the danger and have worked out how to do it safely. Yeah. And there's oh, this really, this brilliant. deep
1: insight about how to make new things yeah. you know, and, and do things better than wow. they originally were. Yeah. Yeah. They also show us the value of questioning. That's something really yeah. important. Yeah. You know, I think we can have in our minds that we've already made it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but questioning is so important, um, Yeah. Also, just this ability to think about what could go wrong so that we're prepared. They're often called the devil's advocate. Right. So they can be, everybody comes into a room and have all these dreams and aspirations. And then they're the the ones that are like, yeah, but have you thought about this? Right. And we need that. It might feel like a downer, but that's- It's such a party pooper to me, but I know we need it. I know we need it. Because on like- too much down the road, they're going to be like, "Oh my gosh, thank you." I yes, didn't think about that. You told me, and yeah. I yes, I know. Yeah.
0: So, what should we listen for with this conversation with Curtis and Laura?
1: Yeah, uh, they're often really, really warm. Yeah. Really, really friendly. They can be verbally rapid, or go slow uh, and hesitant. Um, I think uh again, questioning and and doubting, like maybe you might say some new theory, and they'd be like, ah, "I don't know. Yeah, I, I got to test that. Yeah, you know, with some some people, but." Maybe you might hear just this devil's advocate perspective questioning questioning mm-hmm. you to see how you know that. Yeah. You know? Sounds fun. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, I just think they're good at verbalizing how you solve a problem mm-hmm. because they've thought through all the options about how you yeah. solve problems. So you can ask them that and, and watch what happens. They're yeah. so helpful yeah. to have
0: around. Okay, Seth, how can we keep up with you?
1: You can keep up with me because I'm not very fast uh, at well done at uh, no actually I'm rather quick I don't know why I said that I was trying to be humorous uh, yeah no you can find me at uh, integrated Enneagram on Instagram or uh, fathoms Enneagram
0: yeah it's a great podcast people should Thank check you. out
1: all right friends so here
0: is our episode with our Enneagram sixes Curtis and Laura don't say it till we're here to go <laughs> Outside the window of the Downs Books offices slash
2: That Sounds Fun studio our window washers. And both of you have thoughts about the window washers. What were you afraid of, Laura? Well, as I was walking in, he was he had a giant bucket above my head. So I was just thinking he was probably going to drop that on me. Oh, see? There he goes. Oh, yep. Makes me nervous. Oh, they're right behind me? Mm-hmm. Did you see
0: a person? Yeah, uh, just some ropes. Yeah, I'm only seeing ropes moving currently. Curtis, what did you say when you walked in about how you didn't want to do this? Oh,
3: it's, a n- it's a job I would never, ever want. Ever? Yeah, Mm-mm. no.
0: Do you just not like heights or are there too I, many factors?
3: Uh, well, the height is one of the factors. Yeah.
0: Sure. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What are the other ones that keep you from getting that job besides your skill as a musician? Um,
3: the falling. Yeah. You know, that is, I'm not a fan of the potential for falling. Yeah. And basically when I see them, I see everything that can go wrong. Yes. And so, really? Yeah.
0: Oh, that- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I cannot tell y'all how much I love talking to Sixes. <laughs> I love y'all's brains. <laughs> So much, and for the uh, friends listening, y'all do not know each other. We do no. not. Yeah, so this is a first introduction for y'all. Mm-hmm. We've met before. Mm-hmm. Curtis and I, Laura and I, have lived together. Oh wow, for multiple years. Okay. So, so she has. She knows too much for her own good. <laughs> she was the original shipping department of Down's Books. I was. Yes, the first I was. book that came out, we shipped it out of the house. So, Curtis, will you start? Give us a little introduction of yourself. Okay. First name, uh, marital status, okay. and what you do
3: um i'm curtis i'm married to an awesome woman named erica who you know
0: who also plays the french horn
3: she does i, I should have supposed, had you bring i was supposed to bring a french horn you were supposed
0: you. to bring a french horn
3: i now re- am remembering that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um which she was supposed to remind me so
0: yeah it's okay I can, i'll come
2: over and get it okay
3: um and i was slash am a musician you know covid19 kind of yeah imploded my entire industry yeah so
0: does it really feel that way does it feel imploded yeah yeah
3: um yeah, especially seeing like a few of the people I have played with have actually played shows and the response has not been kind necessarily. Yeah. So, seeing that, it's like, wow. Uh, yeah, I saw one artist back. get
0: lit up for doing a show. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, yeah, I'm not like planning on playing a show for the rest of the year.
2: Yeah. So, that is, we're going to talk about that. Laura, tell us about yourself. So, I am married to. A wonderful man named Simone, who has been on the podcast. Big, big fans out on the other side of Simone. Everybody yes. loves Simone. He is, why wouldn't you? He is mm-hmm. literally, i married up. He is probably the greatest human I know. So, <laughs> And we have a little girl named Ava, who is almost just 16 months old. Yeah. She is wild. Um, and I am a physician assistant, um, but I currently teach. Um, so I left practice a couple years ago and have been teaching at a university called Treveca here in Nashville. So mm-hmm. I teach the PA program. How is your sixness play into how you teach people about medical procedures? So I feel like medicine for a six um, works because we don't love to make decisions. And so having like the research already done for me oh, and like here are the guidelines and we just follow that feels really good to me. Um, and so that's kind of how I teach is like, here's the kind of pragmatic approach to things, because it's already been researched. So we know the outcome already of like, and there's still decision, clinical decision making, obviously, as a six, you have to kind of like, sometimes sit in that a little bit to like, okay, what's going to be best for this patient. But it does help that you have all of this information already there for you. Because I think that's one of the biggest struggles for me. It's just kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure, but the book's already mapped yes. out. You just have to yes. keep going. Yeah, you should choose one of these options yeah. that's here. Yeah, um, don't go rogue. It's like, <laughs> this is what you should do. So that I feel like it's it's easy to teach that because it's already logically laid out and all the information's already there. So yeah, I get to teach that.
0: Yeah, I want us to talk for a second about how you knew you were sixes, and then we'll talk about pandemic life. Mm-hmm. So Curtis, tell me how you knew you were six. How did that? And Erica's a two.
3: She's a two. Yeah. Okay i remember we were on a road trip going back home and we were very bored and i think crosspoint had just like had someone come in and talk about the enneagram yeah and erica was like have you ever heard of this and i hadn't and so she like read me all the types and then the six like as soon as i heard it especially like the authority relationship the way sixes deal with authority i was like which is what i don't know what that is um it's it's kind of interesting because it can go both ways you either and I don't know a ton about the enneagram. Erica's like the expert. No, no, no. I, that's why I but, loved
0: you doing this because I want you to tell me about Curtis, who is a six. Okay, but not a six, who is also named Curtis. So okay, you're
3: fine. So it can go both ways with authority. You either defer to authority or you're rebellious of authority. Uh huh. Um, and for me, I generally I defer to authority until like trust is broken, mm-hmm. and then when that happens, I'm like, okay, I'm out. Oh, like, Laura's nodding I, like crazy. I will. <laughs> Um it happened actually recently in our apartment complex. Like yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm a huge rule follower, mm-hmm. like to a T. Yeah. I will follow the rules. But they had a a guy come in and there's this new rule that like you have to put your trash in a trash can outside for it to be picked up. Sure. But they told us that after we had bought a trash can. And so I was like are you supposed to take the trash out of my current trash can? put it in a new trash can and then put it outside and the dude like was like yeah it's stupid but but because they had in the past like we had issues with them in the past that trust was broken so if it were anybody else i would just be like okay i'll do it but because i had issues with them in the past was like nope i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna follow your rules because i don't trust you
0: yeah Mm -hmm. so but then your trash doesn't get taken out
3: it, here's the thing. It still does. Really? Yeah. It still
0: happens? Yeah. we would actually lived there for like two
3: years. And he's like, they won't pick up your trash if you don't do that. And I was like, mm, they've been doing it for two years. So.
0: <laughs> You're like, hey, guy, I got this. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and so that's really how you figured out that of all the numbers you connected with the most, six was the one. Yeah. It's just sure. hearing that list.
2: Yep. Wow. Yep. And
0: as it's grown over the last few years, has it continued to stay true?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Fascinating. Yeah. Laura, how did you know? I don't know your
2: story of this. And what's Simone? He's a nine. That's right. I Mm didn't know that. I didn't know that. So I think many years ago, I think right when Enneagram was becoming popular, I was at some friend's house. I can't remember. I can't put a face to where we were. But um, there were a bunch of us over at a friend's house and someone brought up the topic. And so we were like, that sounds cool. We'll go take the test. And so we all, while we were at the friend's house, house, kind of took the test online and I was overwhelmingly falling into that sixth category. Yeah. And, I, and I'd and i never read the descriptions. And when I read it, it felt just overwhelmingly like I've been exposed. <laughs> uh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It felt like you had just taken a page out of my journal and like put it on a page. It's like, oh, gosh, oh, wow. that's, that is me to a T. And for friends that have known me for a long time, when you read – the six description, I think they're like, oh gosh, yes, yeah. that fits you. But your seven wing is strong, right? Seven wing is very strong, yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like I have kind of come up with coping skills for some of the sixness, yeah. so that people that meet me now, when I tell them that, oh yeah, I miss Enneagram six, they're like, really? We don't see you as being very like anxious or whatever. Um, but underneath all of it, it's like, oh, it's Are it's coping there. skills bad? No, not necessarily, I don't think. I think we all develop those. And I've read for the Enneagram that you're supposed to take it as if it's like a younger version of you. Like someone told me, take it as if you're like 16 or 18 years old. Like think of it in those terms. Because we develop coping skills over the years to try and minimize our tendencies. So that's why I've always heard. But the six for me was, I mean – just nailed it on the head when yeah. you read the description so there was never that moment of like maybe i'm a two or like i have friends that struggle between them of like maybe i'm this or maybe i'm that i don't know and i'm like nope never never <laughs> doubt in my mind the same like, way that's, yeah never a doubt mm-hmm. that's the one mm-hmm. really oh yeah mm-hmm.
0: do you trace do either of you guys have like childhood memories that you go like i was such a six as a kid yes yeah. yeah. Do you have one that you want to tell that's um best of mine?
2: Yeah. So I actually remember a very specific Christmas that my mom got me um a certain gift and she had been building it up. Six is hate surprises. And that's one of the ah, things okay. that like is that true for you too? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very matter of fact. The
0: laughter, the yes. pause, the yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um so I remember my mom, we I had really been wanting a, a dog for Christmas. Yeah. And my mom kept telling me like, well, maybe you'll get a puppy. Yeah. And so I'm building up in my head and she was making comments about like, where are we keeping the cage? Wink wink, like making all these comments. So in my head, I'm like I'm getting the puppy, this is going to be great. And in her head, she loves surprises. So she surprised me with tickets to New York City for a mother-daughter <laughs> trip, and which I love New York. I've been a million times. Yes. And um, and we used to go, um, like, a mother-daughter trip every couple of years growing up. And this was, like, I think our second trip. So she gave me a box. I had, like, Broadway tickets and all this stuff. And I hysterically cried mm. just – and I opened it in front of the whole family. And she's like, look what you got. And I was like, no, Aww. I want a puppy. Because my expectations, like, I had just – wanted the puppy and the surprise I don't like surprises and I remember my brother um, calling me an ugly name because he was just like how hey, you're ungrateful and I'm like no that's not it I just really don't like surprises don't do that to me like yeah. put the pressure on me to like act a certain way and then surprise me and I've got to like change my expectations real quick and um, so yeah that specifically to me is like sickness coming out. Yeah, I hate. I still to this day hate surprises. Get noted.
0: Laura hates surprises. Mm-hmm. I actually did know that. You're don't it. worry.
2: <laughs> Do you have any thoughts like that? Chris?
3: I don't think I have a specific memory, but I'm resonating with everything you said right there. I just put myself in your shoes and I'm like, I would have been so freaked out mm-hmm. by... It's like if something is built up in my head and I it, it doesn't happen, Yeah, that's the worst thing. Like really? If I have, if I've gone through, because I go through so much mental processing of like, all right, here's what this is going to be like. Here's the p- potential outcomes it could have. And then it, when it doesn't happen, I'm just like, it feels like a bunch of wasted energy.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Hmm. Is your five wing stronger than your seven? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: So uh, you had Goose on this podcast. Yes, last and year. Erica works pretty closely with Goose and she she'll come home and- will commiserate about like, <laughs> oh, Goose did something and I could totally see you doing it. It's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the five one.
0: It's the lack of energy thing. Yeah. That's super interesting. Okay, so my question then would be, tell me a little bit about, Laura, we'll start with you because I have specific questions for Curtis too. Tell me a little bit about the pandemic for y'all in your house. Your husband's a chef.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So both jobs are probably,
2: I mean, that, do you still go into work during the pandemic? Yeah. So, it's so interesting. I feel like it's a very multifaceted thing and probably for everybody. But for me, the pandemic, my job is safe, it's secure. Yeah. Um, and so that has that has felt very good I not have to yeah. worry about that. Um, they have allowed me to work from home the whole time. Like teaching on Zoom yes. or something? So we okay. teach all of our classes online. We're just starting to get back to kind of going on campus a little bit. But because my job was safe, I never had to worry about like, Income, definitely not having Simone's job because obviously he's a private chef and no one's host- hosting events right now. Yeah, So that was a little bit of a fear at first, but then we like figured out the budget and we were like, okay, we can we can do this, it's fine. Who runs that, you or him figuring mm-hmm. out the budget? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Anything like that. I imagine the six, mm-hmm. I mean, same yep. in your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay.
2: Yeah, so I feel like that portion of it, having my job secure felt good. Being at home, I think is probably the safest thing for a six. It's mm. my world. It's my domain, and like I can control everything about my house, and and so when I was talking to Simone, uh, you know, even about coming on and and talking about this, I said, "How how do you think this the pandemic has been for me?" And he goes, "The best." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "You thrived in it." Yeah, he yeah. was like, "Literally, this is this would be your your dream of just like." Oh, I don't have to worry about anything outside my house. Perfect. Yeah. And so, for that, I think if, especially as a medical person looking at, okay, this is what coronavirus is. And like, if, you know, the state hadn't gone into quarantine and like, I, my job had said, keep coming to school, we need you to keep coming in, I would have panicked. But because everyone was following the rules that I would agree with of like, yeah, we all need to be home. This is the safest thing. It felt like, perfect, we can do this. And I order all my groceries from Whole Foods and I have plenty of toilet paper and plenty of Clorox wipes and we're good. Um, So yeah, I think it felt fine. I mean, as weird as that is, because I know a lot of types are like, this is awful. But for me, it just felt safe. Um, I've heard a lot of sixes say, I was born for this. Yeah. I was born for an emergency that no
0: one else knew was coming.
2: You know, I will say the one thing, I've had several friends that have said, we're surprised you didn't panic more, like you weren't more anxious about things or like that you didn't hoard groceries or something like that. And I do think that's partly where the medical training comes in, where, it, oh, again, huh. is very like pragmatic approach of like, okay, I know clinically like we're going to deal with this and this is what this is going to look like and but I never like went and stocked up on a bunch of stuff it just but yeah it, it definitely felt controllable which you did stock up on anything nothing that's surprising
0: I stocked up on stuff I know
2: yeah I, I have know. friends that like bought a million masks and stuff I don't know I, I felt like when the time would come to have toilet paper I would be able to get it <laughs> yeah yeah and I did yeah so, um, but I also am one of those people that like I will commit to looking on Amazon five times a day to like get something that I need yeah. when I'm like wanting it. So I don't know. And I you feel also
0: like, like things on discount.
2: You love a sale. I mean, that is, is my that love language. I think so. I mean, I, I would say one of the hardest things for me is making a decision on buying something. Agreed. And so, yeah. yeah. Yes. So, like, if I, I big f- things, little things, anything doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Wow. Okay. So for me, finding the best deal kind of reinforces that, like, I have done my due diligence. And because the worst thing for me is spending money on something, and money also for sixes is like security. I remember yeah. from your podcast last year, one of the six the sixes said, and. Um, Something to the effect of like his security is equal to the amount of money he has in his savings account. And I was like, oh, gosh, that is (laughs) me to a T. You know, my my whole family, my dad and my grandfather are all in accounting. Like money just resonates with me. So if I spend money on something and then two days later see that it's 42 cents cheaper somewhere else, I'm (laughs) so angry. And I will think about returning it for those 42 cents and going and getting it somewhere else. And my husband makes fun of me about it. But literally like... I will take a coupon back to the store that comes out the next day and be like, can I have this $1.50 off now? So <laughs> I'm very committed. Uh, but I think it goes into that, like I will pour over every Amazon review before buying something and yes. look it up on seven different websites. Like Consumer Reports, Yes, are about that. Have you ever
3: heard of Wirecutter?
2: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, Wirecutter
3: uh, I have not. I have time. no
2: idea what that is.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's essentially Consumer Reports. Mm-hmm. Like I use it to find out the best lightning cable to buy. Wow! Yeah, yeah, like for every basically, if I want to buy something, I go on Wirecutter and see if is it all sponsored.
0: items not sponsored. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> basically, I mean TVs, blenders, electronics. electronics.
0: Yeah, you just know it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I but have never you, heard of
3: this. Yeah, it's great. Why wouldn't you? Do you? I wouldn't call myself indecisive. Like I never waver. Like oh, should I get this? Should I get that? It's just I don't want to pull the trigger. Are uh, you? I'm yeah, paralyzed. Yeah. yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah, so recently, my husband, obviously being a chef, we were going to buy a new grill. And since I control the money, like, if I ask Simone, like, what grill do you want? Of course, he's going to be like, I want this Traeger, you know, $8 yeah. million dollar grill. And so he's like, I'll defer to you. Like, I'll tell you which ones I like, but then you can kind of figure out which one we get. And I looked at so many reviews. And, every, and of course, I'm also... Which I think this is a six thing, but I'm also glass half empty always. Yes. And so yes, I will. You too. Yes. I will look at the the like one star reviews on Amazon and ignore the seven thousand five star reviews for that the like two one star reviews. And I'm like, I don't know, guys. How do we do this? It yeah. there had there was one one star review and believe that that's going to happen in my scenario, mm-hmm. so I won't get it. And so I looked at so many grills and couldn't come up with a decision that finally there was a guy in our neighborhood selling a grill for $100 (laughs) that was used. And I was like, "Snowy, we're getting that one. And he's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it felt better because I was like, even if it falls apart tomorrow, we've only spent $100. So that feels better to me than like making a decision and spending $400 when that one-star review might come true. So, mm mm-hmm. You
0: read all the reviews as well, Chris.
3: I do. Um, there's no point in reading like a five-star review. No. Like, because it's just going to say, oh, this is great. But it's the four and three stars that I tend to like go to first because okay. it's like, okay, this is great, but here, what are the issues?
0: Oh, okay. So you go for the middle one.
3: Yeah. Just to see like potential like road uh, speed bumps that mm-hmm. might come along. You do know, y'all write reviews
0: something. on products?
3: I've only written one review, and it was for a service that I was very unhappy with. Okay. Yeah.
2: Do you yeah, not this? really. I mean, if it's a really bad experience, then I will, but but not but for- But you're not writing three and four-star reviews. No. no.
0: No. No,
3: but you're reading those.
2: 100%. Every time. 1,000
0: <laughs> times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I love this so much. Okay, Curtis, let's talk about your pandemic experience, because I think okay. you're the only- No, you're the second touring musician- or touring person, we had a tour manager on okay. as a two. I may be remembering mm. that wrong, but I think you're the only second touring person. Okay. Uh, third, third. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> Tell me about being a you, a six, yeah. and a touring musician who is now off the road for the foreseeable year.
3: Well, first I feel like it's a weird job in general for a six to be in, because it's so uncertain. Like there's oh. there's no stability to my job. Especially about a year ago I left like a full time gig and I'm more freelance now. So it's like especially unstable. Yeah. But honestly, I I kinda resonate with you in that like there's nothing I can do to control what happened. So the only thing I can do is react to it. Yeah. So this time actually has been kind of great. Like I I gotta see my wife like way more than I used to used to see her. Yeah. I find that it's just because I have no decisions to make. Like I have no say in how the music industry comes back. I have no say in government regulations. So I kind of just sit back and wait for it to.
0: So that's not frustrating happen. for you. You're just like, okay, I don't have a. If I'm following the rules. Yeah, I'm because
3: all of all of the decision making has been taken away from me, mm. and so I don't. I'm not. I don't have any of the burden of, am I going to make the right choice or not? It's actually more scary now that things are starting to come back, Mm -hmm. because it's like, okay, do I take this gig or not? Yeah, You know, is is it the right decision to put myself at risk, potentially? Or do I stay home and not make money? You know, now it's actually harder. When we were in the throes of quarantining, it it was fine, because like, I just stay home. Mm -hmm. Thank God my wife has a great job that like, gives us some financial stability. We saved, because I'm a musician, and I know there's gonna be times of slowness. So I don't know. I think it's been kind of great, honestly. Yeah. Um I know for a lot of people it hasn't so that might sound callous, but No, no,
0: no. It doesn't. It's very true to y'all. I mean, y'all were born for this. Yeah. <laughs>
3: so I, and I'm such a homebody too. Like yeah. I stay home mm-hmm. like when I'm off the road, I basically just stay at home and like catch up on movies, play yeah. with my dog. Yeah. And so it's been it's been pretty nice actually.
0: Yeah. Laura, do you agree with that, that now that things are opening back up, in our state at least for now? I mean, who knows? This comes out in a couple of weeks. Eh, who can yeah. know? But it, we are... I mean, y'all are here in person, mm-hmm. and we didn't wear masks
2: yeah. currently because, because we're recording we- on a mm-hmm. microphone. Do you feel more nervous now that it's opening back up? A hundred percent, because everything is... Am I making the right decision for me, for my family? My 80-year-old father-in-law lives with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And so constantly thinking what if what if what if and I have an autoimmune disease too so just like all of those what ifs and definitely the school has kind of started to open back up and they're talking about things for the fall and I think the six in me is just like no we should stay locked down longer like there's we it's not ready we should stay stay home because that feels so safe but then I'm also like okay we have to take some other considerations about you know, reopening things. I know that that's going to happen at some point, but there's so much unknown about coronavirus still that the safe thing for me feels like we should just stay home for another three years until we get a vaccine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or something, you know, something that feels really secure. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely feel like as things start to reopen and even like yesterday, my husband and I ran to Franklin for something and we have our masks on and we stayed in the car pretty much the whole time, and there were people everywhere without masks on. And I'm like, why aren't you following the rules? <laughs> yep. um, and so definitely I feel like as things start to reopen, it, it's scary Yeah, for me. Franklin is living like <laughs> their best life. They, yeah, they are. It's like a
3: 2019 out there. That's
2: right,
0: it really is. <laughs> it is surprising. Surprising. You cross over into that
2: county from our county, and they are living different. Mm-hmm. It was like nothing had ever happened. Yes. I mean, we saw probably You know, spoiler alert, we were getting ice cream through a drive thru. But
0: (laughs) but we were there's no shame in that. (laughs) If you know my husband if you know my husband and
2: I, that's what we were doing. Yeah. We were checking out this place called Wits. It's a custard place. (gasps) Was it good? It was delicious. Yeah, And someone someone had told us about it. And being from Georgia, I don't know anything about custard. There is a Oh my gosh, for everyone listening, the literally the window washer is coming down two feet from Curtis. Hello. Uh, okay, so y'all are going to get wits. I wonder what Enneagram he is. I don't. Um, yeah, so we we were going to get custard because I know nothing about custard. Like where I'm from, Dairy Queen is the closest thing. It's like, and it's great. So. Listen, don't you cut Dairy Queen no, on this ma'am. podcast. We Listen, we're a we big fan. I'm a big Blizzard fan. But my husband is all about, he will drive to Spring Hill to go to andy's which is like, you know, two hours round trip pretty much yeah. to get custard. So we heard about this new custard place. That's a side note but so we went and we went through the drive-through and Publix is right there next to it and there were we saw probably 30 people going in and out just no nonchalantly masks? no masks oh not a, the grocery store not, a, have not to. a single mask right? we oh, were like how? all right well this is going to end well yeah <laughs> so yeah how was the custard is the real question delicious is it great peanut butter with oreo is what you do oh mm-hmm.
0: okay No tip. <laughs> so now that now that we're kind of opening back up you're going back to work it, and, and you aren't going back to work, but you're living this life. What do you – yeah, Curtis, what do you do now? Do you just keep waiting?
3: Yeah. Well, so I've kind of taken this as a chance to diversify. Um, oh,
0: yeah. your portfolio? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if
3: only. <laughs> um, so primarily up until March, I was a touring guitar player. I was yeah. on the road like 200 days out of the year. and. Now that doesn't exist. So I've basically been writing music and oh, cool. composing. Yeah. Using it as an opportunity to like get a catalog together.
0: That's so, why you didn't bring me the French horn. You've been that's, playing it. Yeah, exactly. You've been using it for your yeah. instrumentations.
3: <laughs> uh, that would not be good.
0: Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know what to do with the actual window beside us being watched <laughs> right now. What are the chances you guys? Would this only Maybe happen with six. sixes? Can yeah. we get him
3: in? Fourth Come on
0: in guy. <laughs> Uh, it makes um, me so nervous. I, yeah. Okay, so, Laura, what are the questions – here's one. I kept skipping this, not on purpose, mm-hmm. but I just went, like, have a list, and everyone wants me to ask.
2: Describe yourself in three words. Ooh. So here's the cliche. I would have described myself as loyal before <laughs> I found out I was a six. Uh-huh. And, I mean, I just have to – we have to Instagram video this. Okay, so, so your three, the three words. words. Loyal, So definitely, sorry. yes, I would say loyal before – enneagram happened the sure i hope all these are true before enneagram yeah i mean i but it feels very cliche because the six mm. is like the loyalist and i'm mm-hmm. like yeah i just said you were incredibly loyal before well thank you. you put
0: she used to put oranges in the fridge for me when we lived together because she knew i liked cold oh, oranges. What? oh i mean you know it's loyal friendship
2: yeah yeah so loyal i would say very stubborn and i don't know maybe like fun silly something okay. along those lines yeah my oh, seven wing yeah for sure mm-hmm.
0: what would you what three words would you use to describe
2: yourself Chris?
3: um it's on the nose but loyal yeah for sure I mean that was the first thing that came to mind and I'm the same way before I knew I was a six I would have said that yeah curious I'm very curious
0: about what everything
3: everything yeah okay um like do you know on YouTube there's like the watch later uh-huh you can click it and it puts it in a playlist um there's a limit of five thousand videos in case you're wondering
0: I would have never known yeah no. because
3: I have 5,000 videos <laughs> that I'm gonna watch one day because I'm interested you're in everything curious about something yeah, yeah about it and then uh, punctual
0: yes yeah. y'all both walked in do y'all know that's been one of the most fun parts about this is every what time people mm, get here is interesting I bet y'all walked in at the same time but you were already here you were just waiting for yeah, the I was right here moment
3: at 930
0: <gasps> you should have come up um, I was here at like well I knew you were recording a hard.
3: I didn't know, you know.
0: You guys, you just sat in your car. Did you see me get here? No. Did no. you see me get? No. no.
3: I typically like this is a standard move for me. I'll I'll get somewhere super early and I'll park like further away, chill in my car, so I'm not like a creepy guy in the parking lot. Okay. And then like I'll drive into the actual parking lot, mm. like closer to. The <laughs> You're time. like
2: mm, yes, mm, yeah. yeah. I will say I have historically been known as very late. Yeah. So I feel like. That is one thing I've always struggled with, but again, I think some of that is because I have struggled with getting ready in the morning of like decisions of what do I wear, what's appropriate. Yeah. What do I, like I get very easily sidetracked down rabbit trails. So yeah, I I historically have been late. As I've gotten older, I feel like just professionally, I'm I've so learned.
0: Sorry, I'll just sat in the parking lot. That's fine. No, it's okay. You could have I come was, in. <laughs>
3: I listened to a, a different podcast. You know, oh,
0: okay. Okay. So. You kept you kept doing something. Yeah. I, I keep a book silence. in my car. You did. You just
2: sat in silence. I have a 15 month old. Right, so. oh. right. Silence right. felt great for me. Right. Yeah, that's a treat.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, friend. Just interrupting this conversation with our sixes to tell you about a new partner that I absolutely love. Freshly. So y'all know eating healthy matters to me and I'm not great in the kitchen. <laughs> if you've seen my hashtag food blogger things on Instagram, and if you've seen the Annie's fun list videos where I'm cooking and I get stressed about dinner because I'm busy and but then I met Freshly. Listen, you guys, I opened my box of Freshly and absolutely Loved it. The thing about Freshly is they understand that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple. Yes and amen. But let's be honest, if it's not easy, I won't do it. And if it doesn't taste good, I won't want it. But with Freshly, you can avoid the grocery store and enjoy fully prepared dinners, delivered fresh, not frozen, right to your door. Just imagine a better for you version of golden oven fried chicken, mm-hmm, creamy springtime risotto and fall apart tender beef brisket. That's just a few of the 30 plus health conscious options to choose from. You guys join almost one and a half million satisfied customers and skip the shopping, prepping, cooking and cleanup. Freshly is offering our friends $40 off your first two orders. You guys off your first two orders at Freshly.com slash sounds fun. That's Freshly, F-R-E-S-H-L-Y.com slash sounds fun. I can't wait to hear what y'all think. And now back to the show. Okay, so nothing feels
2: worse to me than when I feel fill in the blank. I think I already said it, surprised. That's your worst feeling is surprise? <sighs> Probably somewhere <gasps> wow. around there. Yeah, I do not like surprises and not just from like a gift perspective, just like in life, when something unexpected happens, that is the worst feeling to me. I feel like I have prepared for most expectations of like, these are potential outcomes that could happen in this scenario. Did not see a global pandemic coming. You yeah, know, yeah, things, yeah. Things that come out of the blue that I'm not prepared for, that that throws me. And I can very easily spiral into just, like, paralyzed by fear. Um, yeah. So thinking about if there was a
0: time when uh, when they asked us to be in our homes again or a time when the world kind of shuts down again,
2: will you prepare differently? Do you feel like you know things now that you didn't? I I think I would do probably the same as what I did. Yeah. Um, I, I feel – yeah, I felt fairly well prepared to like go into lockdown mode, even yeah. though I didn't see it coming because I'm kind of always prepared for yeah. something like that. But yeah, I I definitely feel like I did pandemic right. That yeah. sounds crazy. Um, <laughs> but just because that's kind of I think as a six, you're kind of always – preparing like when you're at a restaurant you're looking at like where the exits and what's going to happen what Mm. could potentially happen like I feel like every scenario I've already mapped out yeah potential things like my husband makes fun of me because we just moved into a a new house in November and it's three stories we live on the third floor like our bedroom's on the third floor and within like two weeks of living there I had bought a fire ladder that was three stories because I'd already mapped out our fire plan which seems like a normal thing, but my husband was like, what? I haven't even (laughs) thought of that. But I've already mapped out, like, okay, how am I going to get to Ava's room? And how? And maybe that's just a parent thing, but I think that kind of epitomizes the six of, like, I've already mapped out what could go wrong if the world's going to end. So, yeah, I feel like surprises. Anything that catches me off guard, I'm not spontaneous at all, which drives my husband crazy because he's very spontaneous. And when we were dating, he used to say, because obviously – He was a chef, and his hours were crazy. And I used to always say, like, I don't know that I can do this, like a relationship with you, because you work crazy hours. I don't want to be married to someone that I never see. I don't want our child to never go to bed, like seeing her dad, because he's working at a restaurant all hours of the day. And he'd be like, we'll we'll figure it out. And I'm like, that's not good (laughs) enough for me. I need a (laughs) 17-step plan of how we figure this out. And so anything like that that is, like, Unpredictable, or you can't like make a plan for, uh, it just really throws me. We have a distant friend whose house burned down a few months ago.
0: And I mean, I know her, but she's not like in my close circle. But our group of us started talking about that. And the only people who owned a fire ladder was the six. The one six <laughs> of in course. our friend group was like, Well, yeah, I have that. Cause everybody else was like, Man, did y'all hear she had this ladder that they threw out the window?
2: And everybody else was like, What? And then the six was like, Yeah, we have three at our house. <laughs> <Yep>. So. <laughs>
3: Sounds about right. Uh
2: Yeah. Okay. I've also also tried to figure out how to get my 70-pound dog down the ladder. Like I've already mapped that out of like, I don't know how I'm going to get her down. So I probably would wrap a sheet around her to like create some sort of sling. Yes. Or something. And then lower her down. Like Oh, you're going to lower her. You're not going to wear her. I don't think I could wear her. She's big. But you'll just lower her down. Maybe you need a rope up there. Yeah. We need something with the dog. Like I've Googled how to get a dog out of a fire. but Oh, you have? mm Mm-hmm. Have you there's thought not about a your whole lot of too? information. You got everybody. He lives in the basement, so, yeah, he, so he can, can just out. walk right out. Yeah, so I'm right. not too too worried about him. It's it. a no. conversation worth having, maybe mm-hmm. just to say to him. Yes, there. Go there's out. the door. Yeah. To the <laughs> door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: that's so funny.
2: Wow, the dog. You've sorted it all out. Yeah. You got to think through these things. Mm-hmm. Are you taking anything with you? We have like a lockbox in our closet with like our most important things. So yeah, that will come with us. Okay. You've sorted it.
0: Great. Curtis, nothing feels worse to me than when I feel
3: like I've made the wrong decision. Really? Even, even if it's, even if I haven't made the wrong decision, if I feel like I have, yeah. mm-hmm. if I haven't seen the results of that decision, I still probably feel like I haven't made the right decision.
2: Mm.
0: Wow. Yeah. So does that, that that would plague me. I would think about that all the time.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. What do you do when that happens? So you, you've you bought the wrong car or you've ordered the wrong chicken fingers? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
3: um, this is why, like, when I go to a restaurant, I get the same thing everywhere. I, like, not everywhere I go, but, like, I get the same thing at a restaurant every time I go there. Because, oh, once
0: you've sorted out, this is good, yeah, that's it.
3: Yep. I, I don't really – I always get the same thing. Mm-hmm. I, like, Erica can order for me wherever we go because she knows what I'm going to get. Yeah. Because – it's safe.
0: Y'all also it's, got married when you were like 12.
3: Um, 14. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, Y'all been was, married a long time though, right? Uh, yeah. October will be eight years. Yeah. Yeah. And That's I'm 31.
0: Awesome. So. Yeah. So she can, uh, she can order for you anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, what do you get? Do um, you have like a, is there like a everywhere it's going to be chicken or everywhere no, it's going to no, be beef? No, no. It's
3: just the restaurants that we frequent, I always get the same thing. Got it. So if like we go to burger up, I'm, getting the same thing
0: what are you getting at burger up
3: um well i that's a bad example because i recently changed
0: (laughs) (laughs) so there's two things you might eat at the patty
3: melt at burger up is really good oh i've never
0: done that it's really good
2: okay the patty melt what's your burger up order Let's just give Burger Up some time here. So I get a bison burger on the turkey mm-hmm. set. Mm-hmm. Truffled sweet potato fries. On the turkey set. Wow. Guess whose husband helped open Burger Up. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> on the turkey yes. set. I also always call it in under Simone's name, whether he's around or not, because yeah, I yeah. may get it free that way. That yeah, there is you the go. Move. That's the oh, move. Good. You may yeah. want to start calling things in under Simone's <laughs> name. Noted. Burger Up's going to start getting a million call-ins. <laughs> the bison
0: on the turkey set.
2: Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, and, and truffled sweet potato fries. I yep. feel like that's, kind of an what truffled thing. sweet potato fries said, right?
2: truffled sweets i yep. didn't know you Bison could do that on a turkey set it's the way to go
0: wow Wow. also how do you feel about baja burrito
3: i love it i, love I know it. you
0: do yeah 100 we just need to have a moment talking about i know what's happening why isn't it reopened
3: so I'm also on the Nashville subreddit cuz <laughs> why not. Oh, I love
0: you so much.
3: <laughs> um and someone on there knows the owners and they're just being very cautious. Maybe they're sick. Oh, six, good. good. And um they're So are okay. okay. They just are being very cautious maybe mid-July is what I heard.
0: I DM'd them.
2: Did I was you really? Like, Troy Listen Are you it. all right?
0: <laughs> Dude, what do we not know? No answer yet.
2: Yeah. But I was yeah. like, oh, we miss you guys. I hope everything's we okay. We will start a Kickstarter if we need <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it like, don't happen. close. Yeah. You yes. have enough people yeah. here. Don't yeah.
0: close.
3: Yeah. yeah, Arnold's did that. They started a Kickstarter, and I might have contributed. Did they? Yeah. What's
0: yeah. happening just for this? Well, same just, like? Yeah,
3: they had to furlough some employees, yeah. and especially oh. like when it first started. I think they're open now. Yeah. I know they're open. I've been there. Yes. So, You're like, yeah.
0: science. I know they're open. What do you get at Baja?
3: Typically a steak burrito. Yeah.
0: Okay. I like how you say typically, like we all know you get the exact same yeah, thing. So you don't have to say true. typically, yeah. you say steak burrito. One of the things we're working really hard to do is for, you know, the, our friends listening have heard this uh, seven times now. Eight of the nine people listening aren't sixes, mm. <laughs> including one of the three mm. people in this room. I'm not a six. Tell me how you feel loved by people as a six. How do you feel understood? How can the rest of us in the world really care for sixes? Mm.
2: I think when the thing that I feel like when people when my my people say to me, like, you're one of us, that makes me feel really loved or like, you have a place to land kind of thing. Really? Um, Because like, even with the whole like buying a house thing in November, we were renting a house um, and we're told, hey, Someone has bought the house and you're going to be kicked out in like three months. And we're tearing it down and making it a parking lot. And is that so, what's happening? Yeah.
0: They, I thought, yeah, because no one else has moved into it. Yes. There's no
2: cars. So they're tearing it is becoming a parking, parking lot. lot. So we very quickly were like, we have to find somewhere to go. And just having people that are close to us reach out and say, like, Hey, you know we're family. You can live with us. You yeah. like those kind of things to feel supported, to feel like I, we have a safe place to land. We're not going to be living yeah. in a box. Like you're not yeah. going on your own. Yes, in this life. you're you're one of us, and yeah. that kind of feels the best yeah. way to kind of love on me. I don't know but
3: I would I would say it's similar for me. It's it's but it's more validation and reassurance. Mm-hmm. Like hey this is the right thing to do or, mm. hey, you you were right to do that. Yeah, um, That, to me, is what resonates with me the most.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, having uh, people kind of say you didn't make the wrong decision. Yeah, basically. Really? Yeah. Has that been true your whole life or is that more of an adult thing? Like, do you remember that as a teenager?
3: I don't think so. I think I probably developed that as an adult. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because you had to make your own decisions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
3: That's I. I tell Eric about this all the time. It's Like I kind of miss being. Uh, I never want to go back. That's a lie. I've thought about going back, to, like going to law school. But really, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think I could right now, but I do miss school because it's so structured. It's like you don't have to like make a decision. Except like what electives you want to take. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. you start at point A and you end at point B and that's it. You mm-hmm. know, I miss that part about school. For sure. Yes,
0: because being a touring musician, you have to practice, you have to learn, you have to do all that. But on oh, the road yeah. on a Thursday night, yeah. you have to work for two hours mm-hmm. and then you have to work again for two hours the next night. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff all during the day. I'm not downplaying your job. It's just not as structured sure. as a lot of jobs.
3: Exactly. And oh, even with that, like preparing for a new gig... I am never prepared enough. Like I could practice for twenty four hours a day for a whole week and still walk into an audition or a gig, not feeling like I know it well enough.
0: Really? Yeah. Even though you're a literal professional professional guitar player, yeah. Do you feel that, Laura? Like when you walk into a surgery?
2: Yeah. No. I mean, I definitely feel like it's it has. Affected my job, like even in career choice as a PA, uh-huh. I hated more than anything being in the emergency room because it was unpredictable. If mm. You didn't know what oh, was coming wow. next. Anything could come through that door versus being in an outpatient clinic. I could look at my schedule at the beginning of the morning.
0: And there what was kind of clinic was it, Laura?
2: Urology, right? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Her whole <Lots>. job, <laughs> lots of parts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. But at least you knew every day. I the knew same theme. what was coming. And um, I could look at my schedule in the morning and say like, okay, these are the things I'm going to see today. And there were always things that would get added on. But most of it was like fairly predictable stuff. Yeah. So I definitely feel like, and and definitely not ever feeling like I know enough about medicine. Like I'm never going to feel, I mean, you can't, it's just constantly evolving. And so that I definitely feel that of like never feeling hundred percent prepared. Constantly looking at like rechecking the guidelines, even on stuff that I've done a thousand times, to make yeah. sure like well, what if something changed within the last two weeks of yep. me doing yeah. this? So, mm-hmm.
3: how many times did you check the email that like gave you instructions to like come here? I printed it out. Yeah, <laughs> I looked at it probably like four times today.
0: <gasps> really? Yeah. Just to make sure you were in like, the okay. Right where spot. do
3: I part? Uh-huh. What What's the sweet number like?
0: Yeah. yeah, I literally have it in my purse because I printed it out. Right. I've never this will not shock either of you. I've never seen that email mm-hmm. until the Enneagram Five showed up with the printout, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, we said that. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's it's great. great. I mean, there's like actual pictures of where to put your car. Yeah, mm-hmm. that nice. is, Well done, Jenna. I was very That's impressed. Great. Do you when you get a piece of furniture from IKEA? Mm-hmm. How do you you don't throw away the directions? You
3: go well, ahead. Erica is very keen on putting things together so she handles that oh okay yeah i don't have to do that she like will put together stuff for me like that's that i bought just because she wants to she likes to do that i lucked out in that regard yeah
2: yeah we have a drawer at our house that's all the instruction manuals of all the things that i've ever bought because i'm Mm -hmm. like i can't what if i need that yeah do you
3: keep boxes
2: um certain boxes good boxes (laughs) (laughs) tell both of you say
0: why you keep the boxes you keep
3: well, for me, it's usually like a piece of musical gear that I might want to sell one day. So I keep the original box mm-hmm. because it's more valuable with the original box. Mm-hmm. My wife wants me to throw away a box as soon as I open it.
0: Oh, I, I barely bring it in my house. I wow. open it and then I'm ready to take it to the dumpster. Oh, I've, to I've yelled. To the re- recycle.
2: Oh. <laughs> yes. <in my> <laughs> I have yelled at my husband for throwing a box away for something because I also... I also like to keep it in case four weeks later something goes wrong and I'm still within that return window. Um, I'm like, (laughs) got to have that box. I do love that about you. I I love how much you return stuff. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: Curtis, you got married in your 20s. Laura, you got married in your 30s. -hmm. Tell me about picking a spouse or settling down and deciding to have kids. Mm -hmm. And, like, where does your sickness, sickness play into moving
2: relationships forward? So we actually did the Enneagram in our premarital counseling. Oh, cool. So Church of the City, I don't know that they're doing that now, but at the time they were offering some premarital counseling, which I found super helpful because kind of looked at where Simone and I are very, very different, Um, and we have some, like, major differences. He's a spender and, like, loves spontaneity, and obviously those are not things that sit well with me. Um, And so figuring out – how we kind of meet in the middle. But I think, which, you know, you've seen me before the relationship and kind of during and then being married. Simone um, is is like the most gentle of mm-hmm. souls. And yeah. so I feel like he approaches me when I get very anxious ar- about something. He can approach me with something that's spontaneous or may he that he knows may kind of rattle me. And the way he does it makes it feel less scary yeah Um, and so for me his kind of gentleness in that and just the way that he engaged with me in kind of my anxieties and my worries and stuff he was not will he was willing to say like when I would say I don't know how this relationship works I tried to break up with him like multiple times while we were dating (laughs) because I was just like you work too much your hours are crazy that's not going to work for me your job is you know being a freelance chef or whatever is not secure at all yeah And he would just be like, okay, I understand that. I'm not willing to let you walk away. So let's like talk about what we need to do to make that Mm. work. Um, And so I credit him with a lot of (laughs) how we work because I feel like he is just – and part of that's being a nine where he's a people pleaser. So he's like, I'm willing to do anything. I'll quit being a chef. I'll do anything, Um, which I feel like we just kind of bring out the best in each other. He brings out a kind of fun, spontaneous, like let's jump on a plane and go somewhere – where that is not something yeah. that's easy for me, but he kind of allows me to to say yes to things I wouldn't have in the past. Yeah. Tell
0: me about you and Erica.
3: I sort of, the way I coped with my sickness, I guess, um, I just insulated myself. So mm. I I never was in like a long-term relationship with anyone until Erica, because I, if I didn't see it going anywhere, then I just cut it off. Like yeah. one date and no. Yeah. So... It was in that regard, like it once I was with Erica, I realized like, okay, there's a potential here for a long term relationship. And I saw it going somewhere. So it was easier for me to like let my guard down. Yeah. But I mean, even with friends, like I don't I guess because I can see all the possibilities of like the way that things can go wrong. I tend to like insulate myself until I recognize that. Okay, there's a level of trust that can be had here. Yeah. And then I'll let my walls down and like be friends. But okay. then, like, once we're friends, like, we're always gonna be friends. Yeah. Like, the, mm-hmm. I still talk to my like best friends when I was 13. Like, oh, same. they're still your people. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, you, every, yes, that's true of you. I've never mm-hmm. put that together, but you're, you still are really close with your friends from South
2: Carolina. Yeah. So, my, yeah, my two like best friends are, you know, one has been my best friend since, second grade, and the other's been best friends since seventh grade. Um, And so we still, those are like my people for sure. Mm
0: -hmm. Can we talk for just a second about being married to a black man? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And as your sixness, Mm -hmm. the fear or the worry,
2: what's this been like? Heavy, very, very emotionally heavy, I think. Um, It was nothing new, I think, for us. I mean, I've had conversations with you about in the past, comments that have been made to us yeah. I mean that it was not some of this the conversations when people started talking and and almost hearing friends be kind of shocked that some of this exists for Simone and I we were like not shocked like this is on our very first date an older white couple asked us came over to our table and said are y'all on a date and Simone very quickly responded yes are y'all on a date yeah um, <laughs> And so we have we have gotten a lot of comments over the years about, you know, and, and sometimes it's friendly, it's bizarre, but people will say, are y'all on a date? Are y'all married? And you say yes. And they'll say, oh my gosh, y'all are going to have the most beautiful children. It's like, thanks, but. People do say that a, a lot. lot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which still like on our third date when someone told us that, <laughs> it was like. Cool. <laughs> not there yet thanks though I'm gonna break up with him 12 times right before <laughs> yes and I've been on a million white people dates and no one's ever said like you're gonna have really pretty babies so that's yeah. weird but I think this time in particular it's another reason that I'm thankful for quarantine because we were home um yeah. and there was just a lot of uncertainty about like how will things respond to this like will yeah. he be targeted because of what he looks like or whatever um and some of those fears have always been there. When he was working at Stay Golden or even at Josephine, he, these restaurants, he would stay sometimes very late. I remember when we lived in 12 South and he worked at Josephine, he would walk home So Oh, night, I hate this story. I know. And I would get terrified and I would get so mad at him because I'm like, you cannot, as a black man, walk home at 1 a.m. through 12 South, like cutting through the neighborhood and, and literally – on next on the next door app we would see things like hey suspicious black man was walking through the neighborhood i'm like that's just my husband <laughs> yeah he made um, your
0: dinner tonight yeah at the restaurant. so he's
2: chef. um yeah so i feel like we've always been aware of those things mm-hmm. he is very good at he always just says like we fight hate with love like that's mm-hmm. how we're gonna overcome hate and so he's very good at kind of pushing into that and just being like you know, I have to keep living my life and we're just going to trust that I'm going to be okay and I'm going to try to make good decisions. I tend to get more paralyzed in fear of just like, you should never leave the house and yeah. like, it's dark outside, so don't leave the house now. Like, yeah. I legitimately think that sometimes, like if we need to run out and do something and it's already dark, I'm like, let me go instead mm-hmm. of you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a very real conversation that we have had for years. The thing I have been most hopeful about is our white friends and just their desire to understand because yeah. I really truly believe that that's how things will change. And for my daughter to have friends of ours who have young white boys that are her age and they're teaching them about how to consider race yeah. from the time they're two, yeah. that will make a difference in her generation. I have to believe and hope. Mm-hmm. So I've been very, it's been very sad that this is still a thing in 2020. Yeah, But... I'm hopeful, I think, yeah. that, that this will not be this way forever. Yeah. Well, we are very pro-Simone around here. Thank you. So. And you. But Thanks. I I love that guy. You should be more pro-him because he's, <laughs> he's better than I am. I say it all the time. Like, that is not You're true. a better human than I am, for that sure. That is not true. You are great humans.
0: Is there anything about sixes we didn't say? They are like, the world needs to know. I don't
3: know. I feel like a lot of times we can be labeled as like warriors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't see it as worry as much as preparedness. Okay. I'm like, I'm ready for anything, Yeah, anything to
0: happen. Okay. So sixes aren't worriers. They're just loyal and prepared.
3: Yes.
2: Okay. Laura, anything you wish we would know? No. I mean, I think that, you know, when I think back kind of about as I've kind of gotten older, I feel like I've approached worrying very differently as I did when I was, younger Mm. Um, and i think when i was younger i really tried to like will myself not to worry and got to a point i think that's one of the things enneagram kind of helped me understand about myself was that this is just my tendency i'm never going to be able to like will myself not to worry instead of beating myself up for for like maybe being anxious about something or not being able to make a decision kind of how do i what tools can i come up with to like Uh calm my anxiety about something and like really practically like not let myself live in like what if land and because I feel like that can spiral in my head a lot of like what if something happens to Simone or what if something happens to Ava and so just like trying to come up with practical things to help with that yeah okay all right that's good okay we got one more question
0: y'all ready because the show is called that sounds fun (laughs) tell me what you do for fun
3: um i'm a big movie goer <gasps>
0: yes well i would know love... one's a goer right now i know sadly to movies but i love them too i
3: i have the uh the regal like pass <gasps> me or too curtis uh, yeah i like typically will go to like a movie a week i try yeah. to but obviously that hasn't happened since March, yeah
0: so yeah that's mm-hmm. really what sounds fun to why me. do you love movies
3: um there's something about the experience the the ritual that you know it's separate from watching a movie at your house yeah going there getting the drink sitting being immersed in this yeah Um. I mean I love the art form of cinema but the experience also is a huge part of it for me yes
0: me too Mm -hmm. putting your phone away yes the whole thing what's your movie theater snack
3: oh um there's like these airhead things that I recently discovered that are really good okay they're like sweet and sour okay it's it's nice
2: great Laura, what do y'all do for fun? It's so funny because I cannot stand movies. She really? falls asleep. Yeah. She falls I asleep. Really. <laughs> and if it's something that I don't know what's, co- like I will Google the end of a movie while we're watching it. <laughs> I couldn't do that. Because I'm like, one of the biggest fights that I think I've ever had was we were watching Hunger Games uh-huh. and the first one and there's a, little girl in it I don't remember her name because I've yeah. only seen it once but she gets spoiler killed. alert yes I mean the movie's <laughs> been out for years yeah. as of the a million, million but years go ahead she gets killed right. and during the movie she's so cute and we're watching and I looked at Simone and I was like tell me if she's gonna die because I'm gonna turn the movie off if that happens and he looked at me and he was like no like just keep watching and you'll find out and I was like tell me if she's gonna die because I'm not gonna watch this and he says okay she doesn't die and she <gasps> oh, no.
0: died he
2: lied to <laughs> Ugh. were you already married was he already committed? no 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 no? oh this wow. was dating <laughs> and i <Lucky> man. <laughs> was hysterical for hours like sh- you know she dies and i just like lost it again the surprise thing and was so mad at him for like weeks about yeah. it and so now he knows like we just don't do movies that much wow. and if we do it's like a documentary or something i probably already know the ending yeah. to it's a, it's a real life movie what do we do for fun um Simone and I, I think probably the thing that we love to do more than anything is host people. Yeah. Um, that is one of the things that I think we initially connected on is just like having our people in our home, um, which also has been really challenging during yeah. this. Um, and so that sounds really fun to me. Just, I mean, the last thing yeah. you had was Ava's birthday, birthday. party. Yeah. Literally March 8th.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was on the road. I got home the next morning
2: and I was quarantined two days yes. later. And a family... <laughs> Because at the time we debated having her birthday party because we were it's very early into to to quarantine and all of this actually there was no quarantine at the time no 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 there was one person in the state of Tennessee when we like the day before her birthday and then it exploded the week after her birthday and one of our friends who we adore called us and said hey my family our three children were at Ava's birthday and. We all have COVID now, so <laughs> we had
0: to. Yeah, that, yeah. we had we to. All call. got. We all got exposed at the same oh, by the same no. event, and yes. our and those friends were at the event. And that's why I got quarantined, too, because one yes. of my friends was at that event. Uh,
2: including our pediatrician. Like, yes, everyone. The pediatrician, Curtis. <laughs> everyone oh in Nashville goodness. was at this event, apparently. <laughs> and so we had to call everyone at the party, and we're like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you may have gotten exposed. Thankfully, <laughs> praise God, no one got exposed, and everyone yeah. was fine. But, yeah, that was the last big event, and it was so fun. Um, yeah. But we just – we love – you know, obviously, Simone loves to cook for everyone. We love yeah. good food and just – eating together. So we're really looking forward to when we can do that. No, again.
0: Football games. I'm ready. I'm ready to come over. Yes. When they, when they did their gender reveal, it was one of those cakes with a surprise on mm-hmm. the inside. I mean, Simone's
2: face. <laughs> it was just one of the, having, being at their house is one of the most fun things. Yeah. It really is. It, I mean, and again, that was really hard for me. I thought it was a girl. I wanted to know a million times over, but I held out and Simone love surprises. So he he scared most of the small children in our house were crying after, because he was, he's so over the Animated, yes. Mm -hmm. It was great.
3: So you would never, like, find out at the birth what the gender was. Why? (laughs) You can't prepare. Why would
2: you ever? I still don't understand people that do that. Yeah. One of my friends is like, because my husband announces like Lion King, like, holds the baby up and announces. (laughs) I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I want to know I mean, we, we did like DNA testing at like 10 weeks. So we found yeah. out everything yeah. because you can prepare that way. Sure. Yeah. yeah. My friend Katie B
0: always says "You're there's nothing you know about your baby before it comes out except you can know whether it's a boy or girl. Yes. You don't know anything else. So know the one thing you can know besides is it healthy? Yes. Is it a boy or a girl? That's a good point. <laughs> right? Everything else is going to be a surprise. Hair, no hair. Everything, eye color, all going to be a surprise. Not surprising whether laura's gonna see them as a patient or not yes <laughs> gender genitalia am i allowed to say that well you just did so well, we're gonna end the show like that good. okay mm-hmm. good um you guys thanks for doing this i'm are really you? grateful yeah, Absolutely. you are great sixes well done oh friends don't you love them gosh i'm so thankful for curtis and laura we need sixes in our lives Sixes make the world a better place. I'm convinced of it. As we are sharing all things Enneagram and coming to the end of our Enneagram Summer 2020 journey, you still may be wondering what number you identify most with. So I want to make sure you know about one of our Enneagram Summer 2020 sponsors, your Enneagram Coach. That is the assessment that I think y'all should go take if you want to take an assessment. They have amazing courses and tools as well to learn more about the Enneagram and building relationships with other numbers. You can take the assessment by going to yourenneagramcoach.com slash that sounds fun or by clicking through the link in our show notes. And as you may know, we have a YouTube video for you with our Enneagram Sixes talking about the upcoming election. I think it's you'll be really interested to hear, especially as you've watched the other ones and what every other number has been saying to hear the sixes is really interesting. So just head to YouTube.com slash Annie F. Downs TSF, or just click the link in the show notes below. And hey, if you identify as an Enneagram 6, share this episode with your people so we can get to know you better and love you and understand you better. And we would love to hear from y'all about your thoughts about Ennea Summer 2020. In the show notes below, just click the survey link or head to anniefdowns.com/slash Ennea Summer Survey. Ennea Summer Survey. Yep, we're already planning for 2021, friends, but we really want your input. So please, please, please take a second and go fill that out for us so that as we're planning for next year, we go exactly the direction you want us to. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And don't forget, we have those special NES summer koozies over at shop So Thursday, we finish out the series with what some would call the ultimate episode. (laughs) The best way to end a month-long party is with a party. Am I right? So Thursday is our Enneagram Sevens. It's the only time that there are three Enneagram numbers sitting around this podcast studio table because that's me too. So I hope you'll meet us right back here on Thursday for those Enneagram 7s. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And I'll do the same. And we'll see you back here on Thursday. Y'all have a great week.